It looks like there is no other option in sight than a retool. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmasto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Today, we are joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zararis, and we are going to talk all about the latest happenings with the Calgary Flames. Make sure you're subscribed to today uh, to the podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and of course, on YouTube as well. Nick, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I, I was at a show last night, so I woke up this morning. First thing I did, I watched the Flames highlights to kind of get a feel for what actually happened. And we're... I don't want to say it's over because, you know, there's seven, 65 games left this season. But it kind of feels like there's no point. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed uh, with the speed that they showed it sometimes. But other than that, I just... I really just only cared when Zari and Pospisil were on the ice because at least they're doing something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that'll tie into what some of the stuff we're going to talk about a little later on in the episode about why it's important that even though things aren't going well now, this is an opportunity here. You have a tangible reason. You have proof. You have evidence. And that's something, you know, that it, it sounds stupid to say. But a lot of people in sports, they kind of exist in their own little delusions where like their view, they believe in their view until the end and they would rather be wrong about their view and ride with it than change what they're doing because that would admit they were wrong. And it's it takes a lot. This is an organization that is very um, deliberate, deliberate, that is very uh, direct in its intentions and has been very straightforward about not wanting to rebuild. Yeah, I mean, they said um, over the summer, We're not using that word. And now we're kind of seeing uh, a light version of the rebuild word being tossed around. And that would, of course, be retool. And I don't entirely think that it's going to be as simple as plugging and going and being, you know, the next version of the Dallas Stars because they did the successful retool the flames are beyond uh retooling on the fly it's time it the jenga tower has fallen we have to start building it back up before we get there we got to talk about the 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 reason we're here yes like we said all of last season like we've been saying for the first few weeks of this season there's talent on this team the talent doesn't play well together that has been the issue for the better part of two years there is more than enough talent on this team to be competitive talent wise this is one of the 15 16 best rosters in the entire nhl i feel pretty comfortable in saying that talent wise when the talent isn't playing up to production you look for reasons as to why last year we all chalked it up to the coaching said okay Yes, there are flaws with this roster. They don't have enough shooting talent. It's hard for them to score. But other than that, there's enough talent here where they should be pretty competitive on a nightly basis. The goaltending was not there last year. If they got this Markstrom that they've had so far Mm -hmm. this year, they would have made the playoffs last year. And maybe Daryl keeps his job because the season doesn't go off the rails as much. But when you start looking in the sliding doors, and what we can say definitively is this group is not working. 
it has had the better part of a season and two months to start showing some signs of life. There are glimpses here and there of a decent hockey team, but nothing that says, well, we got to give this group time to figure it out. There's nothing, there's no eureka moment for this group. There's no young star waiting to blossom. There's no, uh, there's no guy you're looking at and saying, well, he's playing really well, but it's just not coming for him yet. But once it starts, go, once the puck starts going in the net, everybody else will follow. There just hasn't been any of that kind of in indication that this isn't who the flames are like we're talking about some of the other teams like vancouver getting off to the mm -hmm. really good start um edmonton getting off to the really bad start we all kind of know those two teams aren't going to play like that the entirety of the season because of the long range of evidence based on who those teams are the flames we saw what they were last year this is effectively the same team just with some tweaks around the margins and a different coach this is who this group is and it's they're denying it is only wasting time yeah, and I, they've spent enough time denying it. I mean, like you said, they had all of last season to try to figure it out. And they, they did. They tried. They just didn't succeed. And, I, you know, like how Daryl came in um, towards the end of that 56-game season, he had a trial period yeah. with the team to get them going. Last year, I mean, you can kind of really look at every year as a trial year if you have a lot of roster turnover or whatever the case may be. But he tried. The players tried. I, I don't know how hard he tried. But the players tried. Everyone else tried. And it just it never took off. And I don't, I don't know why it would magically change now. I was talking to somebody about this over the weekend, actually, because one of my friends had asked me, well, you thought the flames were going to be better this year. Why, why, why aren't they? And one of the things I thought of was, well, they only promoted guys internally. Was that really the right way to reshuffle the deck? Because we were all in agreement. What was going on last year wasn't working. So why would you promote people tangentially related with how last year played out internally? Because you're only furthering along the issue. And this is something we're going to talk about more, but there's no more disputing this anymore this group does not work as it's constructed and it's at some point there needs to be an adult in the room that can either go to the owner and say hey we're not as good as we thought we were going to be we need to do this if we want to be good again and you can say well the owner doesn't want to do it well the president of hockey operations doesn't want to do it okay quit tell the me yeah. that this is where I always get to like, this isn't politics. This is the sports world. People don't have moral hills they die on. Because like, you know, in the real world, if you go to tell your boss something and they say no, you you like call the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal and be like, yeah, I've been suggesting we do this for months and my boss refuses to do it because he's a stubborn old man. If Cronroy does that, he never gets to work in hockey again. If he right. If he calls up one of the insiders and says, well, hey. I report anonymous anonymously. I told our owner, we need to trade everybody who's over the age of 28 because we're not going to win anything in their primes. It's going to be very obvious who that came from. It, <laughs> it's going to be very, it's going to be a very short list of people that that's going to benefit from. And very quickly, the owner is going to say, okay, great. You're gone. And You're that's gone, the issue yeah. at hand here. There is no real, there is no way to reason with an owner. Owners do not have a public option. They cannot be voted out. We don't have we don't have votes of no confidence like the British Parliament where we can get rid of people. 
honestly, and this will be a topic I would love to t- discuss in the summer when there's not actual hockey to talk about, but there is a world where we can do something with that as far as a public option where like, if you want X amount of public money for your stadium, you need to allow X amount of fan voting to determine the direction of your franchise. But uh, back to the hockey, back to the hockey. <laughs> Well, we are going to take a quick break and return to the hockey here in just a moment. And before we do that, I am going to tell you about the Sleeper app. Uh, A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy Sports app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Connor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to $100 match to up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Thanks everyone for hanging out with us on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts because we are here for you Monday through Friday and We're still only a month into this thing. There's a lot left to talk about. Oh, exactly. And that's why you have an excuse now. (laughs) If you actually take this seriously and not like an aberration, you can really get some work done. I know every single one of these reports I've read has said, well, the Flames aren't going to are going to wait till closer to the deadline to start shipping guys out of here. I understand from a a team perspective why you wouldn't want to do that that Mm -hmm. would essentially send a message to the guys who are staying that we don't think we're going to win anything so the rest of the season doesn't matter and even though they're gonna try they're competitive people they're professional athletes that's going to slip into your subconscious of well the team doesn't think we can win so it's not it's okay if i don't go as hard as i possibly can the rest of the way that's reason number one reason number two you do want people to still come to your games. If they start trading guys off right now with 60 plus games to go, people are going to stop showing up. And for a team like the flames, that is very conscious of attendance and taking every last resource they can into getting people into the building because they need people in the building for financial reasons. Cause the owners made that such a priority. They are not going to pack it in until they have to, of course, this is dumb. We all know what's going on here. And it's one of the real issues with the sports world is where everybody has to, we have to be respectable. We have to have messaging where teams don't tank. They just assemble the worst roster possible in hopes of losing as many games. Teams aren't trying to lose. They just play AHL players in the NHL. That's really the difference here. And I'm not saying the Flames are in a state like that where they're going to trade off a bunch of guys and pull up AHL guys. What I'm saying is, If you trade Noah Hannafin to the Coyotes for a first round pick and two prospects or roster, a roster player, you get those guys in your lineup right now and you can start seeing what they are. That to your point, what you said in the first segment about Daryl's 20 games at the end of the 56 game season, 
That's effectively what you should be using the rest of the season for. You should be auditioning as many people as you possibly can to see who's going to be a part of your team going forward. The, the Steelers coach, Mike Tomlin, always says, we, want, we don't want hostages. If you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. And that's the way the Flames need to look at this. If you don't want to be on a rebuilding team, you don't want to be take your lumps this year or next year, okay, we'll do what we can to get you a good landing spot, but we're going to do what's best for the team. It is time for the Flames to take this seriously and be be honest. That That's all this is, is a lack of honesty about the state of the team. You can say, well, we're talented. It's great to be talented, but talent doesn't win the games. The talent has to go out and actually play to win the games. Right. It doesn't make any sense to just continue doing this and expect some sort of change. And I, I don't think that... I mean, getting the new arena, obviously very great, but for this to be where they are at ahead of uh, all of this billions and trillions of dollars, I, I don't know that that's not really a good spot. I don't know if I'd be happy with all my tax dollars going to that, but I mean, the flames just have to do it. They have to rip this bandaid off and really start taking things seriously because, you know, there was the piece in a little tidbit in Pierre Lebrun's article about how Kadri might not want to stay if the Flames decide to rebuild. Okay, where do you want to go? Well, exactly. What what do you want? I, I said it last week. The Flames need to have a growth mindset here. They need to acknowledge this group has a very defined ceiling. That even right. if everything, even if best case scenario, things were going the way they expected them to this year, they're a fringe playoff team. They might be able to win one round based on the matchup who they played in the first round. That's not a great sell to your fan base as to why you want to keep doing what you're doing. And that was the best case scenario here. And frankly, this is not the worst case. They've been competitive. They haven't played poorly, Mm -hmm. but the results aren't there. And to continue justify repeating what's not working, it just does not make sense from any any rational perspective. If you want to say they're not as bad as the results show, okay, that's great. But this is sports. This is a results-based business. If you are playing well and not getting results, you need to tweak things to start getting those better results if you want to justify continuing to do this. And the Flames have shown no real indication that they can get to another level as a group. Right. And I think back to, you know, four years ago when everyone kept saying they need to blow up the core. And the core was, you know, Geo, Monahan, Kachuk, Gaudreau, and maybe Lindholm. Um, imagine how things would look now. I I think that it would be a very different picture. Still probably be, you know, a not super great hockey team, but there would be growth. There would be progression and you would be growing into a contender or some sort of actual. There would be progress. That's the biggest. There we go. That's the word. That's really the big frustration. I think a lot of people have in regards to the flames Mm -hmm. is you're continuing to run out an older group with a defined ceiling. There is no room here for anybody to go crazy, to, imp- to to pop off. There's no potential 
there's no like sliding scale of potential here. Right. Everybody is kind of who they are. Connor's area has been very fun to watch. He's shown flashes of being a decent NHLer. Pospisil has been okay. He's been noticeable. He plays with energy. That's infectious. That's good for the team, but there's no burgeoning star ready to break through. There's no piece ready to, there's nobody in the a that's going to make a tangible difference. There's no draft pick playing in college or in Europe right now. That's Oh, when their season's over, they're going to come up and be a shot in the arm, but then it'd be too late. Anyway, there is no college or European player that they own the rights to that. That'd be able to come in and make a difference here. This is a fundamentally flawed team in the way it's constructed. There is talent. It does not fit well together. They have six grinders. They have no shooters. They have two playmakers. They do not have the talent to be a competitive, not competitive. That's not the right word. They do not have the blend of talent here to be a quality NHL team. Their best case is grinding every game to a pulp and trying to win three to one, two to uh, two to one, three to two every night because they don't have the shooting talent to score enough goals. And in today's NHL, that is a hard path to victory. You can win that way, but it's very difficult to do so. Right. And I think even the game that they played last night against Montreal, it was very much one of those games where, you know, it was going to take all of your energy to kind of stick around in that. And they're, they're lucky that they did. I mean, obviously Montreal is not a super great team, but there's talent that can actually execute plays and goals. So a little bit different than the flames right now and they have upside like the montreal knows they're bad but they've got cole caulfield they've got nick suzuki they've got lane hudson they've got man Montemba has proven to himself to be at least an nhl caliber goalie slavkovsky is showing signs of life there's something to project there they know they're going to take their lumps this year and probably next year too but at the very least they have They have hope on the horizon. The Flames only really have question marks. That's all the Flames have on the horizon. That's a tough spot to be in. Exactly. Someone just, someone in the front office really does just have to finally say, okay, enough is enough. If we don't do anything, you know, I can go win somewhere and walk away. They need to. Yeah. It's not. It just doesn't feel worth it after no. how many years of not being listened to and nothing changing. It's frustrating, man. You got to take the job. When you take the job, you know, you're going to have constraints, whether it's financial, mm-hmm. your owner's meddling, whatever. But if your owner is unwilling to let you blow this up, you're setting yourself up because you know, your, your max is you're getting three or four years tops. Cause you're not going to be a good team. And you're not going to be able to implement your vision for the team because if the owner is not willing to concede that, hey, we need to take a step back for one season or two seasons to be better for three of the next five, then it's really quickly you're going to get to that middle and that's going to be your peak. You're going to be what the Predators are. You're going to be what the Wild are where you get in, maybe you went around and that's it. And that's best case for what you are right now. Yeah, and that's, again, not a really fun way to play hockey, to watch hockey, and to be as an organization. But coming up next, we are going to talk about taking those steps forward and where where did the Flames go and how did they get there? But before we do that, I do want to take a quick uh, minute here and talk to you about something uh, pretty 
serious, but um, we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits, and I'm thankful for the connection all of us have. And today, I want to make our chat a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on the extended travel. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revedo prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it is offered. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at JustBelmosto and at Nick Zararis. Well, what's, what's the plan? It seems like they're going to delay the inevitable to save face until the trade deadline from all the reports that they're not ready to trade anybody yet, but they're going to eventually, which you're wasting time. You're wasting everybody's time. Yeah. All you're going to do is make the fans more apathetic as they drag this out. If you say we're committing to this, you give your fans something to latch on to, and they'll be more willing to accept subpar results or just mm -hmm. frankly bad results. If you say, hey, we're going to trade our unrestricted free agents or guys who don't want to be here for a year or two where we take our lumps, you can sell that to your fan base and say, hey, yeah. we're not going to be good this year or next year, but that's because we're going to be good for the five years after that. That's the way you need to pitch this to your fan base and to the public at large. The Flames need a direction. Since two summers ago, they have not had a direction. Since uh, Kachuk and Gaudreau left, it has been, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out, and we'll figure it out. They have not figured it out. I understand what they tried to do. I understand what the plan Brad had was. It made sense. And I understand the factors at hand where he wasn't allowed to fire the coach. Mm -hmm. the, the owner of the team doesn't want to take a step back. I understand taking the roster players back mm -hmm. for Kachuk in getting Uyghur and Huberto. I do. I really do. Definitely. But, and I understand that Conroy didn't have a direct hand in those moves, that he wasn't the GM, but he needs to be able to look at this situation objectively and say, hey, we have talent. This talent is not playing well together. Even if we're not going to go full rebuild, we need to trade some of the guys that are here to bring in roster players. If you want to keep going, okay, let's say, for instance, you don't want draft picks and prospects. If you want roster players, if you want to trade like Noah Hannafin for Jake DeBrusque one for one, okay, I at least understand what you're trying to do. You don't want to take a step back, but you know this group isn't good enough. So what do you do? You go out and get a skill set, shoot first forward that you don't have for a player who doesn't want to be here or isn't worth keeping at the rate he wants to stay. Okay, then. You need to be deliberate in your actions. The longer they wait, the more indecisiveness they have, the longer the team's going to keep playing like this. It, it It's a cliche. It's I, I don't always subscribe to the idea that leadership starts at the top and it always trickles down based on that. But it 
it does not surprise me that an organization with this much indecisiveness, it starts all the way at the top. This team doesn't really know what it wants to be from the ownership down, and that impacts the team on the ice. Yeah, and do you think that the Flames would ever uh, write, write in quotes, one of those letters uh, like... I think it was Stan Bowman and did for the Blackhawks a few years ago when they were like, we're rebuilding. Please just stick with us. We're committed to this. Not that I care what he has to say, but I just, you know, I'm curious if you think the Flames would commit to that. That's what I'm saying here. You can sell that. You cannot sell, hey, we're the 18th best team in the NHL. That's not a marketing ploy. That is not going to excite people and get people to come to the rink or be invested in the team. If you write that letter and say, hey, we thought we were going to be a lot better this year, that's not the case. This is not the standard we set for ourselves. We are equally as disappointed as you guys. We are going to approach this with an open mindset about the long-term trajectory of this team. That means the next year or two are probably going to be difficult. We are going to trade familiar faces. We are going to bring in some new ones. Those new ones may not all work out. The new ones may work out. But we are going to change what we are doing here because what we are currently doing is not working. And we need to be more concerned with the long-term future of the team as opposed to just right now. I, Off the top of my head, that was 150 words tops. And that's the easiest public relations spin you need to do on this. Right. You can't sell being the 18th to 21st best team in the NHL. That's not exciting. You no. tell the fans, hey. We know this sucks. We know you're upset. We're upset too. We're going to do something about it. No half measures. Right. And just show that, you know, throw in a little razzle dazzle about the new arena and how, you know, it'll be a fresh start for everyone. And maybe the people will actually be happy that you have decided to pick a direction and, you know, fully, clearly fully stick with it. Cause if you're, putting some something like that out there it's gone through enough channels to you know fully be approved and they're just it's not just hopefully not just for show exactly i it's really challenging to manage all of these different uh threads coming at you from all these different directions this is a tough situation for a first-time general manager you don't know how empowered conroy is to kind of <laughs> go to the owner and say, Hey man, this isn't working. We want to make changes because there are, and this is kind of, uh, and we'll, we'll end on this note. This is one of those situations where in regards to general manager, where when you take the job, you know, the limitations you're going to have in terms of decision-making. If it is bad, if the limitations are that serious, where they're going to hold on to these guys for no reason for another 30, 40 games, because because the owner doesn't want to be bad for those 30 games because they're going to lose revenue for 15, 20 home games. This is hopeless. If it, if the owner cannot see the long-term problems with the way the roster is currently constructed, it doesn't matter who the GM is because they're never going to be able to make any real changes. Right. And well, that does it for today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Thank you all for tuning in and uh, making Lockdown Flames part of your day. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. We love to hear from you guys in the comments. And you can follow us on Twitter at JustBomosto and at Nick Zararis. Nick, do you have any parting words for us today? Uh, Drink some water.